listening to a Bored to Death Mando cast, talking all things Star Wars in easily digestible chunks. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Bored to Death Mando cast. I am Jay, being joined by... Chris. And bringing back... Zeke! He is back uh, to hey, rejoin us. Yeah, and the peanut gallery was uh, hanging out with the bench cat for a bit. Uh, they're leaving now, uh, but we so have, we have to get more animals. No, we don't. We want we want binge squirrel. No, we don't. So they can throw the nuts at the TV. No, no, stop it. Oh, how about a binge dog? No, it can't be worse than what they wanted with the binge uh, skunk. I was not aware that there was discussions for a binge skunk. Oh yeah, the, 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 we we will not talk about those discussions. Animal. We've you had that. We have all. You know, I'm not going to revisit the the discussion about the binge skunk. <laughs> the binge skunk is not happening. Let it drop. What in case somebody says this stinks, they'll hold up the skunk. Oh, they're going. No, 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 no. The, the discussion of the binge skunk is dead. Stop it. I'll tell you later. Later, the feel that well like brain. Oh god. So, Star Wars: The Bad Batch. Uh, Zeke, you have uh, caught up, and I know you had a certain opinion about the about last episode uh, with decommissioned. Oh god, the fucking my boy! <laughs> Why, Rico? Oh my god! And the fact they left it like I'm used to cliffhangers. I watch anime for a living. I'm used to cliffhangers for, 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 for a living. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I live off of anime, so why not? Oh, you live off of anime. Yeah, yeah he, he needs it injected directly into his veins. Yeah, well, okay. We have to replace him out and do for something else, so, you know. This what? is true. You replace one drug with another drug. That's how it works. Yes. One addiction with another. Mm-hmm. But, seriously, they left it on that. Yeah, the, 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 the fact of, the, of some, some other some other mysterious figure involved in Jay, in did you tell him what the, the, the joke that I did? Uh, no, I have week. not. Go ahead. I said, any more hits to the head, he's going to end up being like Chris Benoit. <sighs> oh, God damn it. It's still, you know, it's still just like, uh, God damn it, why? But if, if you don't know who Chris Benoit is, uh, just look him up. B-E-N-O-I-T. Yes, it's a French name. At least it wasn't as bad as them going after to get the shot. The child. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Oh, you mean... um. The, you mean you mean you, you mean Moochie. Mooch, we want you to rescue Moochie. Moochie. And we're thinking the green kids, Moochie. I'm not Moochie. That Moochie. The Moochie. Moochie. The Rancor. Rancor. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, when I realized, I realized it before the characters did. When she was looking in the cage and saw something in them, I was like, that's Moochie. <laughs> I love the fact that... And then, and then it turned out, yes. And then we were just sort of like... So, does this mean that we saw Moochie die in Return of the Jedi? Oh. But, a, but, but apparently, no. The, the Rancor in Return of the Jedi has been named in the new canon, and it's a different Rancor. Really? It's a male Rancor, not a... Not a... Okay, because, uh, you know what, I wonder if there's a size difference between the male and female Rancors, because I don't think they've ever established that. I know that older Rancors, like ones that lived a very long time have grown tusks so you can always identify which ones are yeah. like the elder rancors mm-hmm. but i wonder if there's a size difference between male and female who knows um but yeah it was it was fun seeing wrecker fighting <laughs> fighting with moochie it's the two of them just get tired and just like 
<laughs> and what was it? Hunter goes, uh, he used to be able to do something like this on a daily. Like, we're, we're getting weaker now. <laughs> I don't think he said anything like that. It's just sort of like... No, because... Oh, yeah, he did. It was like, this should, what, what's taking... What, it took you long enough. We made some sort of crack about how it took longer than it should have. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then last episode, while while I was watching it with Chris, when, um, when the sister's like, sorry about that, we had a brief little technical hiccup there, so... Uh, but yeah, when the sisters lifted lifted their masks, I literally sat up and was like, "Wait, is that the? Are those the sisters from the last season of Clone Wars?" And it was. And it, it was. <laughs> I'm just wondering, was the Ballyhood the chick from Mandalorian? Yes, yes. Yeah, I thought so. Fennec that was, Chan. Yeah, that is, was that was Ming Na Wen's character. Uh, also, her voicing the character. Yep. Um, but you know. And this is when Fennec was just getting started in the bounty hunting business. So this is before she became wanted in 12 systems or whatever by the time of uh, The Mandalorian. Um, so yeah, we've got a lot of stuff going going on here. Where, uh, the Batch have had their run-ins with the early stages of the, of the Rebellion. Because that's who the Martez sisters were, uh, were apparently working for at the end of... Uh, or during the last episode. Although we don't know who specifically their contact is. There's some theories going on. See, it's bad because I'm starting to like these teases that they're doing for these new Star Wars shows because I'm just like, give me more. Because, like, especially with now with, like, all, like, the upcoming stuff that they have announced mm-hmm. for, you know, the upcoming shows, like the Ahsoka Tano show, the Acolyte. The Acolyte, yeah. Um, um, Kenobi. Okay. Ken- definitely Kenobi. I'm looking forward to Kenobi. Oh, yeah. I want Ewan McGregor back so bad in the role. And the fact that supposedly Hayden Christensen is coming back as Vader. Nice. Nice. Well, either Vader or as Anakin. I don't really like know Force how. Force Vision Anakin, maybe. Probably. I don't really know how they're going to do it. Well, you know, hey, this is, you know, just hearing that he's going to be in it is going to make people speculate. And yeah. that's, always, that's always fun. Um, uh, are you sure about that? I like to speculate about stuff. Okay. No Way Home. Are we really going down this pathway? Speculation? Speculation could be bad. <laughs> like, he's, oh, cool. He's, he's talking gonna... about Spider-Man 3. This is not the Marvel cast. We're going, we're going to sprinkle a little bit of information here. It starts out nice. It starts out nice. Until the rabbit hole gets the size of a cradle. And you're like, oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. So it'd be like that with Star Wars. Oh, I would love to see... Is that Mando? That's Mando in there. Oh, yes, the, but the, the teases in Star Wars are nothing compared to the teases that are driving you crazy in Marvel things, which is multiverse. No, no. Yes, yes. <laughs> but... But that's for Marvel cast. This is Mando I'm cast. Talking, I'm talking about sometimes yep. sprinkling could be bad. You know, yes. Like, like well, we all, know, we all know because during the sequel trilogy, there were so many speculations about every goddamn thing. And then people got pissed because their speculations weren't weren't there, and thus they declared that the movies were terrible. I mean, the movies were not great. I am not going to I am not going to sit here and say that they were that they were great movies because they weren't. Mm-hmm. I still enjoyed them, but that the, I can enjoy bad movies. <laughs> I mean, that's like me with um, Molly uh, Trent, huh? Molly Brothers. Look, there was only, what, three games out at the time? <laughs> and they had a husband and wife duo director that just argued through the entire thing and caused the entire cast to drink every single night? Yeah, there were problems. Oh, yeah. Um, no, um... But, yeah, um... 
But, um, no, I was thinking, like, uh, shit, movies, like, damn, I just, I, I just lost my train. <laughs> no problem. See, that's how bad the movie was. Mario, my brain just went, no. No, I was thinking of, some, I was thinking of another one. Oh, Transformers 5. Last night. <laughs> I don't exist that one. That one does not exist in my brain. Uh, like, like, yeah, there, like, there were only four Transformers yeah, movies. Yeah. And there was only one Highlander movie. Yes. And there was only two Alien films. Yes. And there have only been three Predator films. There, and there have only been two uh, Ghostbusters movies with a third on the way. Yes. Uh, I actually can't get on that bandwagon. Let's I, move on. <laughs> I, was one, I was one of the ones that were like, I would like to see their idea, their version. Now, granted, I like to get past the stupid comedy. I like to see their version of Zool. Yeah. Okay. I would. I do admit. Yeah, the movie. I will admit. You know, the the Ghostbusters answer. One. Ghostbusters answer the call was not great. I still enjoyed it, but even I recognize it had some serious, serious flaws. Oh yeah. I just want to see what the Zool looked like. Yeah. But, probably alas. This, <laughs> probably the same oh, I know what it looked like. Magic Mike, but ghost form. No. <sighs> anyway. Star Wars! <laughs> so. so. Go, if we're going back to Star Wars, Magic Mike and blue ghost form? Stop it. <laughs> Stop trying to make Magic Mike and ghost form a thing. It's not a thing. It's not going to be a thing. Hashtag Magic Mike ghost form. No. Stop it. <laughs> Keep him off the Facebook page. <laughs> he doesn't have he doesn't have the, the password for this. That's what I'm saying. Keep him off of it. He doesn't have the password for the Twitter page either. I thought the password's one two three four five. No, that's my luggage. Oh goddamn it! Spaceballs. Yes. yes. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, there's there's been some speculation about who the Martez sisters were talking to at the end of the last episode. Uh, we had our theories. Uh, Kenobi being one of them. Well, yeah, because it, it was the white outfit. Mm-hmm. I personally think it is Mon Mothma, who we know is uh, becomes a <laughs> is by the time of the Battle of Yavin a very major member of the resist of the rebellion sort of leadership. And in in the old canon in Legends continuity, she ended up becoming head of state for the New Republic for uh, several books. But at any rate, uh, we don't know who that character is. Could be Kenobi, could be Mon Mothma. Could it could be a shadow. That's all I saw. I don't know who anybody was. Well, that's because you're not as big a Star Wars nerd as, as me, and definitely not as big a Star Wars nerd as Chris. What if it was Thrawn? I kind of doubt that. There's only one that I like to see, but he's a Sith, and I don't think he's canon anymore. Who? The the guy who gnawed, who negated the force, he went negated a whole planet. Of Dark Nihilus. Oh, oh, I know who you're talking um, about from Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, I think they I think they retconned him. He doesn't exist anymore. Well, no, supposedly uh, that like the story from Knights of the Old Republic is still considered canon because hmm. it takes place what like. 300 years before episode one well way way long before that yeah, i heard i heard 300 and then i also heard a thousand i think it's the latter thousand because it is that guy much would be cool to see and the force no longer exists here yeah i forget who that he was a, he was basically a force vampire he could literally yeah. suck the force energy out of something and because he knew there was a trap waiting for him on this one planet he was like 
nope, and then sucked all the force energy off the planet to the point where the planet just completely died. Yeah. yeah. He's OP as fuck. Yep. That's, that's why I know him. Well, this was like the Sith Trinity from that time period, because it was him and two other ones. And uh, Darth Bane came later, correct? Yeah, because if I remember correctly, I think Darth, Darth Bane, Bane is the one who instituted <clears throat> the rule of two, right? Yeah. Okay. And the, and I think, if I remember correctly, I think he was also Palpatine's master. Pal- I thought Palpatine's master was um, Darth Plagueis. He may have been. I don't remember when... It's just because they, you know, throw these names out there and they don't always give us, uh, like, timeline context <clears throat> on them. We're left to speculate a lot of the time. Well, like I said, I think a lot of it just comes from Knights of the Old Republic. Cause I know but we know that Darth Bane is canon in Disney continuity. Well, yeah, we have the we have the Netflix season of Clone Wars to thank for that because yep. of Yoda's little vision quest that he goes on in the last few episodes of and that. And it was really cool who they got to voice. Mark Hamill. <laughs> yep. Which raises all which I'm sure there have been all sorts of fanfics probably speculating about that because people <laughs> love to do that. It's like this person looks like is played by the same character, is played by the same actor, so therefore they're the same person. Well, here's the thing though. I didn't know it was Mark Hamill's voice until I read about it. Well, after I saw the episode, mm-hmm. and um, <coughs> when I told Rude about it, he was like, "That was Mark Hamill." Yeah, he killed that role, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but so this episode of Bad Batch is called Battle Scars. It says, as they traverse a decommissioned medical facility, the Batch encounter an unexpected threat. You didn't read it in the voice. Oh, you want me to do? You want me to do the voice? There's a voice now. <laughs> As they traverse a decommissioned medical facility, the Batch encounter an unexpected threat. Mm, you're the t- you're the news the, guy. Yeah, the Clone Wars uh, propaganda voice. <laughs> Babe, that's what made the show work so well. Also, <laughs> yes, they made it um, sound like a 1940s news show. Uh, so, but you know, the, the thing is with the ba- with Bad Batch, literally any character, anything could happen because it is. This is in like the Wild West of the uh, timeline where we don't know a whole lot of what what went on. Is, the, it, is it wrong that I'm kind of hoping that they run into Han Solo at some point in time? If they were going to do it, it would have been the last episode when they were on Corellia. Yeah, they should have thrown that in. But, you know, I'm fine with them not doing that. In fact, I would kind of prefer they don't just keep throwing characters that we already know in there. It's like... Yeah, it's kind of cool to see the faces turning up again, but you've got an entire galaxy to play with. Why do we have to keep running into the exact same people over and over again? Oh, I know why. I know why. Fan service. Because the Disney overlords think you're... If you see a face, you make, they'll make you happy. Oh, when the fans kick out, I make money. <laughs> you know, they, you both have a point. That said, there is one character that I still want to see show up in, show up in Bad Batch. Hondo. And in uh, Mandalorian also. I mean, if he were to show up in Mandalorian, I would be so so goddamn happy. But I will take him here in uh, in uh, the Bad Batch. Because, come on. It's the perfect time period, you know, kind of thing. You know, they don't have to worry about aging him up or anything. Because here's the thing. If, when he, if he shows up in Mandalorian, he's going to be old as fuck. He was already getting old by the time of Rebels. Yeah. He's going to be like, you know, like decrepit and, you know, like having to use like a cane to get around and he'll but, be like. But, but, <laughs> it, but his mind is still sharp. Oh, yeah. That, that's going to be the thing. The mind is still sharp, but the body is starting to get old. That's what he does what Yoda does. 
Use the force to stay young, though. Hondo doesn't have the force. He was a pirate. Yeah. Smuggler. Smuggler. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a little bit of overlap between the two. Yeah. But, at any rate, um, so, Bad Batch. Uh, we'll see what's going to happen in this episode, but uh, that wraps up this little intro. Let's see what job this group of rogue mercenaries takes this time. Yep. So, we'll see you after the episode. Hey, while we're watching this episode, you should go ahead and toss us a like and subscribe. If you want to reach out, do it via our social media on Facebook or Twitter at BTD underscore BingeCast. The Bored to Death Clan is part of the CKCC Radio Podcast Tribe, including Jay Bunny's Music Hub, The Race Nerd Podcast, Real Paranormal Talk, Ranking Tracks, Motivational Moves, Park Hopper 101, and The Nerd Table. Imperial credits may not be worth much, but remember to support CKCC Radio on Patreon. I have spoken. And we're back. So, we got to see uh, Wrecker go full heel. You know, they'd, they'd been teasing it for a few episodes, and it finally reached its, uh, reached its point in this episode. So... Start with Batch has been running some jobs, more jobs for Sid, and like a good, uh, well, not uh, mafia, mob lord, yeah. like a good mob, mob boss. lord, mob, like boss. Bo- mob boss. Yeah, they uh, there was some behind the scenes action that she didn't bother telling anybody. It's like, yeah, you got you're racking up a debt. You know, you've got your docking fees, you've got your equipment rentals, you've got your fuel costs, you've got the snacks that uh, Wrecker and Omega buy after every mission. <laughs> okay, that one is, is it's like they're buying like little they're buying like tubs of popcorn. That, or that something. was their own fault on that one. <laughs> what? That was their own fault on that one. That, that's true because it's just like that was a problem. They were just charging it. To I mean, I mean, it's, tab. The, it's the equivalent of grabbing a beer after work yeah except uh yeah there's a tab that that they've been running up and sid basically tells them you've got to come up with a big score if you want to wipe out this debt i think she's just butthurt from the uh the bow joy not being uh yeah i think there's there's an element of that to it but she also recognizes these are capable capable people that I want to keep working for me. I need to give them get, basically put them under a debt that they that they can't ever work off. And that's why I thought mafia boss. Well, yes. Um, but while this is happening, there's we, there's this hooded figure that's wandered into the bar that's watching the batch. Is it a bounty hunter? N- nope, it's Rex. <laughs> Yeah, but I said it was. Uh, I was like Altair. Yeah, because the, the hood looks. Well, when yeah, when you sat at sat at at uh, the the corner table where those two guys, you know, the um, who we saw we've seen in a couple of the episodes previously, they were like, "Hey, you're sitting in my seat. Give us get out of my seat. We don't take kind of your kind in these here parts." Oh, shut up. And then yeah, uh, there's some shooting. No no actual deaths or anything, but the. Bar flies go running, and then uh, Rex pulls the hood pulls the hood off, and yep, it turns out it was uh, that's who the Martez sisters were talking to last episode. Uh, so we got that that question answered right away. Um, we still don't have one of the only other major sort of questions in the series right now is what's the deal with Omega, which is going to be something that we're probably not going to find out till the end game of this of the season. And 
who hired Fennec Shand. But I'm pretty sure the answer to that one is the Kaminoans, the cloners, mm-hmm. you know. So, but uh, Rex, you know, just catching up with with uh, the Batch, uh, basically it's like I heard from the Martez sisters, you know, about of this rogue batch of clones and where they, where I could find you. So I came to touch bases, and then he finds out that the Batch still has their chips in their heads. Mostly because Wrecker is complaining of the headache. Headache, yeah. He, and, he didn't like that one so much. Yeah, and yeah, Rex was literally about to draw <laughs> draw iron it's on. It's like him. you still have your inhibitor chips. Yeah, yeah, they haven't really done anything. Yeah, and they're like because because of our uh, deviancy, you know. You know, it's funny because they, I don't recall them mentioning crosshairs to him. Yeah, yeah, they did. It's like they said the crosshairs don't work on us except for crosshair. And but crosshairs don't work except for crosshair. Whatever. That you know crazy. what I meant. Stop I, it. I was like, wow, did he just really say the crosshairs didn't work on the crosshairs? I shut up. <laughs> anyway, um, and you know, Rex basically says, until those chips are are removed, you are a threat to everybody around you. And so then he takes them to Braca. Uh, you might, if you've played Jedi Fallen Order. Then you remember Braca. It's where the game opened up with your little tutorial level to teach you everything you need to know about how to. And started off with that really cool song by that Mongolian band, The Who. Yeah. Um, but the. Uh, so they go to Braca because there are some Jedi cruisers there, you know, the predecessors to the Star Destroyers. Uh, and he basically says, I got my chip removed in a med, in a med bay on a Jedi cruiser, just like that one. And they're, they have to keep a low profile because the whole planet is run by the Scrappers Guild. And so they get there, after, not without a little bit of incident, because there's a trash monster <laughs> there. It's the same one from the, uh, from the Death Star in the original Star Wars I get the I get the impression that you get those things basically anywhere where there's trash. See, the real question is, how do they get there? I assume they're like small little like parasites that just sort of get in there, and then it's just sort of like they find the trash compactors or whatever, and they're just like yum, <laughs> and then they just get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yep. Um, but and it, so they have a brief run in with one of those, just a little thing to drag out the episode a bit. They find the uh, medical... Well, the they med- didn't do the thing I thought was going to happen. Which is what? When he went down, I was I thought, and he hit his head. That's, I was that's where, where he was going to go bad? Yeah, because I was like... I think, that was the, I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Because he went down and he went back up like a bungee cord. Yeah, because they, they were... cracked the back of We head. should explain, they were, they had to like, climb, you know, crawl across a rope over a breach or like a big cra- you know like rift in the ship with the pool of slime basically at the bottom where the monster was and when he fell when Wrecker who was the last one across the rope because you know afraid of heights uh, it snapped and yeah he did bang his head again but they get to the med bay they they've, they're trying to do the scan on Wrecker but it's you know the headache's getting worse and then while he's in while Tech is trying to scan him, that's when the when Order sixty six takes over and Wrecker 
basically goes goes evil and tries to kill his kill his own squad. Well, if I mean, if anybody's gonna go crazy first, you really want the big guy to go first so you take him down faster. Yeah, um, but any of them would have been potentially bad as a person to go evil. Not as bad as Wrecker, because they took... Wrecker is dangerous because of his size and his strength. Yes. Tech. In a ship that's mostly powered down? Yes, but suppose they weren't on that ship. You know, and it was was anywhere else. If they, you know, Tech is very dangerous because he's so smart. But in this case scenario, where it's in this specific place, the biggest and baddest one would have been Wrecker. Mm -hmm. Because it took... Almost all of them. It and did if, take all of them. And if it wasn't for the fact that Omega distracted them long enough for Rex for to For Rex stuff. to get back up and stun him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was manhandling the whole crew. Mm-hmm. Which scares the hell out of you because he's a child at heart. Except when Order 66 took over, you notice he, there was nothing childish about him at oh, all. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. That's the scary part. Because mm-hmm. when he puts his mind towards a mission... Not like the child's mind. Yeah. Oh, he's a beast. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, he did fight a Rancor hand-to-hand. It was an adolescent Rancor. It was still a goddamn Rancor. This is true. We saw that Rancor take that dragon thing down with, like... And that thing was twice its size. Oh, yeah. The thing tried to take off flying. He just grabbed it by the tail and then just whip-cracked it. And, <laughs> and, and then Wrecker saw it and was just like, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for something like this. Wham, wham, they literally wham, wham. fought each other to the point where they both fell asleep. Yeah, but Wrecker sta- stayed up... Uh, stayed on his feet longer, so he won. <laughs> but I did like well, well, I did yeah. like how how when uh, when Bib Fortuna took uh, Moochie away at the end of that episode, you know, Wrecker and Omega were like, "Bye, Moochie." And Moochie turns back, and is like, "Ah." <laughs> so so since he fell on top of Moochie, does that mean he won by pinfall? Yes. Hey, Roman Reigns, you found. Wait, you, wait, you skip. Wait, you skipped over like the funny part in the episode though. What? Where. Tech looks around and says, I don't think this is very sanitary very, I don't think this is a very sterile facility. And Rex is like, would you prefer the, to go to the one the ones on Camino? This will do nicely. <laughs> Tech, like, immediately revises his, his opinion. But, yeah. Um, yeah, Wrecker stalking, the, stalking this derelict cruiser trying to kill his, kill his own brothers. Yeah. And, then, and trying to kill Omega. <laughs> It's like consorting with with traitors makes you you know is is treason, and he literally had the gun and was. You could tell he was on the verge of firing. He even said the, said the line, "Good Your soldiers, soldiers follow, follow orders." Well, that only happens when he started fighting even harder because he hesitated. Well, he, he was hesitating towards the end. That's why he said. And then and then it was like the chip was like you're you're hesitating. Good soldiers follow yep. orders, and then Rex stunned him. And it took Rec- Wrecker a little bit to come out of uh, come out of anesthesia or whatever from uh, his procedure, but when he did, he was back to normal, and he was ap- all apologetic and everything to to Omega. It's like I couldn't stop myself, <laughs> you know, I wasn't in control. But then she gave him the little things of popcorn the, and the was... little like caramel corns or whatever the hell they are, and all was good in the end. Yeah, they were all happy. The rest of the batch got their uh, chips removed. So they all sport matching scars on their <laughs> on their heads now. Um, they parted ways with Rex, who basically is like, yeah, he's working with the with the rebellion. He invited the batch to come along, and 
uh, Hunter was just like, yeah, I would, but I've got to think about what's best for my squad. I'm still trying to figure out what that is, but, uh, you know, he did notice, you know, but Rex did sort of notice that they were very protective of Omega. And so he's just like, yeah, I can, yeah, he could, he could, he could tell. Yeah. I respect your decision. It's like, if, if you ever need my help, you know how to re, you know how to get in touch with me. And Hunter was like, same thing goes. If you're ever in a bind, you know how to reach us. <laughs> so it makes you wonder if we're, no, we're going to have like a team up like towards the end. I imagine that we probably will because Crosshair is still out there. We got to find out what's going on with Crosshair and his elite squad. He's going to get stunned and hopefully get back to back normal. Yeah, and you know they'll dr- drag him into a medical facility on Camino, probably to get the chip removed, and then. Uh, if it's still there. What? Well, Camino. Well, well, Camino. No, I'm not saying there. I'm saying like, an, it, like, they'll take him to a, a medical bay. It doesn't necessarily have to be the one on Braca. Uh, could be the one on one on Camino. Could be one on a different ship somewhere. Hmm. But um, at, but at the end of the episode, as they're parting ways. Couple of the scrappers guild spotted the spotted the batch, and they were just sort of like, "We got a couple of we've got some rogue clones here. Notify the empire." And it's like, "Well, shit, god damn it." So yeah, that's you know we're so there's still the there are still threats out there. The empire is now going to be able to pick up on uh, the batch's scent, which is going to bring. Probably Crosshair and the Elite Squad after them. Probably. Uh, I kind of want to see that fight because it, it's going to go badly for the Elite Squad. <laughs> um, and that's probably also going to bring Fennec Shand around because when the Elite Squad hears about that, you know, gets notified, the Kaminoans are going to are going to overhear it, and then they're going to send they're going to pass the information on to Fennec if they're the ones who hired Fennec, which I am still sure, pretty sure they are. Um, but yeah, we've got, we've gotten some more, uh, stuff going on. Now the chips are removed, so there's less concern about them turning evil. Thank God. Yeah. That, that could, you, could you, could you imagine what it would have been like if every single one of them had their chips activate, like, at the exact same time, and only they been... had to run from them? And it yeah. turned into, like, a game of cat and mouse? Yeah. Yeah. It would have been that would have been pretty terrifying. I imagine that's about the point where Omega's uh, hidden Jedi powers would have, would have activated or something. Because I'm still I'm still I still believe that's what's special about her is that she's force sensitive. Um, it's like the fact of how smart she is. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because uh, that was another little thing when uh, when she was introduced to Rex. You know, Rex sort of got down on one knee to. to to look at her and he's like you're not like any clone I've ever seen and she just sort of looks at him and goes you're generation one you got the the lines in your face sort of thing that's basically what she said Mm -hmm. um and we got confirmation she does not have a chip so there's no concern about that although we were you know we were just talking about what if all the batch hadn't had their chips removed and they all activated at once what if Omega does have a chip? And what if it activates? And she force chokes everybody. 
<laughs> it's like Baby Yoda throwing those stormtrooper stormtroopers around in uh, in Ma- in Mando season or two. Or when she was choking Gina Carano <laughs> when he was yeah. yeah when he was like no she's a friend. <laughs> Well, it's like, well, because she started choking, but it was Mando looking at her and then looking at Baby Yoda and seeing the thing. He's like, no, no. Bad. Bad, baby. Bad. What about? <laughs> and then afterwards, and then afterwards, you know, Gina Carano. God, like, now I want to see. And then, and then she was like, that is not okay. <laughs> God, now I want to see Lego Mandalorian video game now. Because mm-hmm. that is exactly oh, what yeah. happened. Oh, yeah. You know they're probably working on more Lego Star Wars shit. I want a Lego Doctor Who game. Oh my god, yes. It only kind of happened. No, Lego Dimensions does not count. A proper Lego Doctor Who game. I agree. Unlocking all the various doctors and and, and they all have like different sort of abilities that you would have to use in stages and stuff. Yes, exactly. I don't know what you would have each one be different slightly, but prob- only, only only two of them don't have a sonic screwdriver. Yeah. So, you know, doing something with the scarf, like you use use the yeah, you know, like you use the scarf like a grappling hook sort of thing. Like you throw a thing up and then just climb. <laughs> I can see that working. Um. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. Again, I'm not sure how you would have everything. Do River Song would probably have a gun because it's River. And Rory, you'd have regular Rory, and you'd have Centurion Rory. Yeah. <laughs> You'd ha- and you'd have Amy, and you'd pro- and you'd have like old Amy from that episode where there was like the two timelines. That was weird. It was, but you know that would probably be in there too. Yeah, um, but yeah, like I could. Anyway, totally- anyway, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, let, no, let's not get distracted talking about Doctor Who. But yeah, this. like I, I could totally see them doing like a Lego Mandalorian video game where Lego Clone Wars. I don't There's understand. a whole lot you could do with Lego Clone Wars. Lego could do a whole lot with all of the new Star Wars. No, shit. Yeah, exactly. Like you've got Clone Wars, you've got Rebels, Bad you've got Batch. Bad Batch, you've got Mandalorian, you've got you've got sequel trilogy. Yeah, they're, you know if they're going to do a Lego Star Wars, they're going to have to do the trilogy. Well, suppose the sequel well, trilogy. Well, I'm starting to hear that um, the guy on YouTube that I've sent you like a couple of his videos, I think on. YouTube where he's talks about Star Wars news. Mm. Um, one of the things that he said is that apparently John Favreau was working on uh, essentially retconning the sequel trilogy. Yeah, you've mentioned this before, and well, well, it's like I want to believe that, but until I actually see it happen, I don't believe it will. Well, the, well, from what I'm hearing is that um, uh, one of the things that one like the person who that he's going to establish as to who destroys the Jedi Temple that Luke started. Um, was not it's not going to be Ben Solo. It's going to be um, another character okay. who I think was an established character in terms of like the Star Wars legend because he wants to. He and Filoni want to bring in more Star Wars Legends characters into the new universe. I think I know the Kip Duran. No. Oh. It's a female one. Oh. But I can't remember the name of the character. That's the problem. I'm trying to remember female female characters from like the from the Legends continuity of that time period. Only ones that really come to mind are Jaina Solo, which, you know, she's not the one who turns to evil. No, I know it was Jason, her Yeah, her I know twin. it was her brother. Um, and the only other female one that I can remember off the top of my head is Tenoka. And oh. I don't see that, I don't see that, that being, the, being the one. 
I'm gonna have to. Tenel Ka was a, could could be a bit of a could be a bit stiff, but she was a she was a good person under underneath it all. But it, yeah, you know, that's all stuff from Legends continuity. There's way too much there for me to keep track of. Um, but that's something we could put into a, a ramble cast, just talking like how we'd retcon the sequel, the sequel trilogy if we were in charge of it, kind of thing, uh, and talk about whatever the rumors are that Filoni is. Filoni and Favreau are working on, but uh, oh, and look—they already are doing a Star Wars Skywalker saga for Lego. Yeah, that's why I pulled it up. Yep, Zeke was uh, just flipping through, uh, flipping through that uh, the, the Xbox back. store, and it's still—it's uh, not hasn't been released yet, but it is in development. That one's been in the back, but it was, it was supposed to be released, I think, last year, but then it hit a snag. Probably the that's pandemic. Why, probably. That's why it's on all Because they couldn't all have all of their developers in the office sort of thing. That probably slowed a lot of shit down. Mm. And the pandemic screwed up a whole lot of shit. But... And there was a major disturbance in the force. Yep. But, uh... Was it a good episode? We've now got the threat of the chips out of the way for the batch. No, like I feel like this one was weaker than most episodes. To They're me. not all going to be super strong. Well, it's like, it's, it's like what Primus said when they released their greatest hits album. They can't all be zingers. Yeah, um, but there's still plenty of threats out there. You know, the Empire with Crosshair and everybody, and Fennec, and Sid is now, based, while she was sort of cool, is now just sort of like, hey, you owe me, and if you don't pay up, then there's going to be problems. Jade. The question Mar-J, is, Mara Jade. Okay, what? Is who Favreau wants to play the role. Which is? Karen Gillan. Okay, yeah, I could see that. But Mar Jade being the one that would be, I could, I, now I want to know more. So, but that's something we could do in a, in a completely separate podcast. Um, I feel like she's pulling uh, pi- uh, Treasure Planet Pirates. You watch uh, Treasure Planet? Treasure uh, I have not actually seen that one. I, I've there, s- that, that, was, that was the one that was... Uh, it was done like the same animation style as Titan A.E. Yes. Sort, yeah. Right? It was the Disney film where it was... Sort like, of half hand-drawn, half CG. Yeah, where it was the... Um, uh, it was Treasure it was, Island, but in space. space. Yeah. There's a scene that makes me think of... I'm wondering if they're playing the same thing as her, where the pirate was pretending to be bad because he didn't want his crew to mutiny on him. I'm wondering if she's doing the same thing, or she actually just being a douchebag. Let's, you know, and I'm gonna guess just being a douchebag. Because why? She didn't want to even admit that's who she was when the batch first showed up. I get the impression she didn't really want to have anything to do with them, but uh, you know, then she she saw that they were actually pretty good at their job when they brought Moochie back, and so she gave him a lucrative job with the. Uh, tech droid thing and then they gave the droid head up to the rebellion instead of bringing it to her for the money and now she's like hey you f- you screwed up now you owe me so yeah uh, I think there's like 16 episodes in this in the season is that what they announced? I think so um, now I gotta look it up Let's see. Filming episodes. Please hold while we play some kind of music. Do, 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 do. 
many episodes of Bad Batch? 16 episodes, I was right. Okay. So we're not quite at the halfway point. Um, so there's plenty of directions where it, uh, where this, the uh, season could go. And, you know, depending on how it ends, it could end up, you could do a second season. There's plenty of timeline for them to do stuff with the batch. It's not like with uh, Rebels where it's like once the season, once the series started with Rebels, they only had so much time until they were right up to where the movies began. You know, I mean, I can see them. Rogue kind, One kind I mean, I can. Well, yeah, I can kind of see them like not really being involved in the events of Rogue One, but them basically saying, okay, well, this is happening over here, but we need to go here. Right. And again, it's like, I don't necessarily have a problem with them bringing familiar characters and locations in, but at the same time, you've got the entire galaxy. Why, you know, we don't need to just see the same places over and over and over and over again. So we don't need to Tatooine, see... Tatooine, yes, I understand Tatooine is like the nexus point of the, of the of the Star Wars universe. I'm showing you that video when we're done. Which one? The Loki video. <laughs> Just so you can see, because you, you're saying the same thing again, and Disney masterminds are going to get money when they see a place that we've always been to. That's <laughs> yeah. what they're doing. I New get York. that. I get that. But I just feel there are more storytelling opportunities by going to other planets. Yeah, but here's a problem. This, th- with that's, that. that's 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 it. Uh, it bothers me as a writer. That's <laughs> a See, you're thinking this is a writer. They don't want to pay people to make up new locations. They have the universe over there, but that universe we don't want. We want this location over here. We want to go back to Tatooine. Again, Tatooine is like the nexus point thing. I accept that Tatooine is always going to... Everyone's going to end up going to Tatooine. I mean, like, in the case of Mandalorian, when he gets told, oh, some, oh, a Mandalorian was spotted on Tatooine, he was like, okay, I have to go there now. Go Or go back there. Or, yeah, or go back there, and he had to do it, and it ended up working out for the best. You know, he got mm-hmm. to kill a crate dragon. And we're going to go back to Tatooine uh, later this year when Book of Boba Fett comes out. Because he's taking over Jabba's empire. <laughs> or syndicate, rather. But, yeah. Um, you know, like I said, Tatooine is just like the nexus point of all timelines in the Star Wars uh, universe. Um, but, you know, it's like we don't need to just keep going back to the same planets over and over again. Not that I necessarily have a problem with it, but... Be a little bit more flexible with your storytelling, guys. Come on. No, ain't gonna happen. Sorry, bud. Shut up. You're stuck with the same plans you've seen. No. This is destiny. No. This is destiny. We're gonna go to the same three plans we have. And no. Then we're, we're a new one. No, Jedi make their own fate. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, it was a good episode. Um, or decent episode. Yeah, like you, like you said, it was a little bit weak, but oh, it was a, it was a necessary plot point. I, I know why they did it. It's Pirates Two logic, is what I call it. Pirates of the Caribbean One, good. Pirates of the Caribbean Three, good. Two was a bridge for One and Three. That's yeah. what's happening here. We got our plot device. Yep. We got our main. We, we got we got through part one of the trilogy, as it were, with we, the the opening, the whole like first six episodes they, they would focus on the bad batch and the chips and, using and the one getting the them into mercenary work sort mm-hmm, of yeah, stuff yeah. and now we have the episode it's going to be bridging the things together it's like 
notify the the rebel, uh, notify the empire. Yeah, it's like oh well, shit's about to get sideways now. That's your bridge episode. Yep, it was a necessary step in the road. That's why I felt it was kind of weak. It's like, hey, here's Rex. That's gonna be your your MacGuffin. And yes, I know big words. Do you know what a MacGuffin actually is? It's a plot, plot device. device. I wasn't asking you, well, like, I know you know what a MacGuffin is. And we said I, it I, the same no, time. No, 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 I gotta, I gotta, I gotta explain this. The first time I heard the word MacGuffin, it was when Nostalgia Critic, Linkara, and Spoonie all joined together to review um, Uwe Boll's Alone in the Dark film. And you see one of the characters injecting himself with something, and you hear one of them say, Mmm, that's good, MacGuffin. Yeah. And for the longest time, I was like, what the hell's MacGuffin? I even looked over at my brother at the time. I was like, do you know what that is? He's like, I don't know. Yes, it's a it's a it's a device you use for hunting uh, lions in the Scottish Highlands. Okay. <laughs> no, that's actually like Hitchcock is the guy is the guy that sort of uh, coined the term, I believe. Uh, and he, you know, I've seen an interview where he sort of explained uh, like how he sort of heard it. It was like, uh, you know, like saw some guy, uh, you know saw some sort of device or whatever and asked like what what's the, what's that and the guy explained it's a MacGuffin it's like well MacGuffin's used for hunting lions in the Scottish Highlands or whatever animal it is and the other person replies with but there are no lions on the Scottish Highlands and well then that's no MacGuffin <laughs> but uh yeah so yes it, it was a Macguff- it's a MacGuffin thing with Rex being there it was you know sort of them hooking back up with that giving them that link to sort of get back get in with the rebellion if that's where they decide to go but yeah the batch still have other things that they want to do they're like yeah maybe we'll join your rebellion but we gotta kind of figure out our own thing first (laughs) i can can see i can see them being a mercenary group taking the odd job here and there since they're experienced soldiers Mm -hmm. well first thing they're gonna do when they land the feast go get their brother back Get get Crosshair back. They'll get Crosshair back. They'll remove his chip. He'll be back to normal. He'll do something to to redeem himself, and then he'll die. That's how oh, it always works. Plot, oh, background for character for death. Yes, redemption equals death, especially in the Star Wars universe. So the question is: Does redemption equal death over red shirt equal death? Which one dies most? Uh, red shirts, because there's more of them. That's true. By sheer quantity, the red, the red shirts come on top. But we've seen people, you know, evil characters get redeemed in Star Wars and then pretty quickly die shortly after. Vader. Vader. Ben Solo is another example. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other... I, I kind of, sort of, semi-want to say Maul at the end of Clone Wars. He, he never could, really got redeemed. Well, I mean, because simply because he assisted um, Ahsoka in being a distraction and boy did he distract yes but he never really did any kind of redemption arc redemption oh. implies that he turned to you know sort of implies he turned to the light he turned to the force of good he wasn't do- turning to the force of good he was doing his own thing for his own benefit that just also happened to benefit her he was entirely had his own interests in in, in mind there you know he never really got a redemption arc at all, even his you know mentoring, uh, mentoring Ezra Bridger in Rebels was purely for his own interest. Well, 
I mean, it's also like the final fight between him and Obi-Wan where he asks him, is he really the chosen one? And he says, yes. And then Obi-Wan actually closes his eyes after he dies. Okay, you could sort of make the make the excuse that he got a bit of redemption there, but notice he immediately died. <laughs> Once again, that's if you undergo a redemption arc in the in the Star Wars universe, you are not long for that universe. So the moral of the story: if your lightsaber is red, keep it red. Yes. Basically, if you turn to the dark side, commit. <laughs> the universe doesn't like quitters. No, it doesn't like people who go back and forth. It's like you're either you either good, and you know it's like if you're good and you turn to evil. Guess what? You know you sh- you should stay there because if you try to swing back, then the then the universe can be like, hey, hey, no, dead. <laughs> That's the lesson to take from this. If you yes. turn to the dark side, commit. <laughs> yes, uh, kill the younglings and. Uh, and burn burn all the worlds in your path. Remember, this, they're not younglings; they're sunflowers. I still remember that meme of uh, Hayden that somebody made of Hayden Christensen, where he was just like, "Yeah, the kids on the set just pissed me off, so I just started swinging, and George just kept filming." <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think we're starting to get into rambling territory now. We had a, but we've had some decent discussions. Well, this of, is, okay, okay. Here. So put it in short, this was a, it was an okay episode. Granted, we got a little bit more development in terms of like the whole chip thing, and mm-hmm. uh, we got to see Rex uh, team up with the uh, the the Bad Batch, um, and everybody's got their chips out. So we're all cool. So no more headaches. Yeah, no more, no more, no more like actual physical headaches. There'll be there'll be other metaphorical headaches later because things never go smoothly, you know, for the protagonists. And they never do. They never do. Um, it was, but like Zeke said, it was a bridge episode mm-hmm. to get from one part of the time of the plot line to the next to the next step. Yep. Don't we call that a filler episode almost? Not quite. Filler episodes don't always advance the plot. This one did. Oh, okay. Because the chips got removed. That's a pretty big plot point. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure how soon they were going to be getting the chips removed. Yeah, I I wasn't expecting that to happen either, but as soon as Rex showed up and then found out about the headaches and got all nervous about it, and then I was just like, so they're going to a decommissioned medical facility and an unexpected threat. I think I know what's going to happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, pretty decent episode. Uh, we'll be back next week to see where things go from here. But uh, anything else you guys can think to add before we, to, before we wrap this up? Nope. Mm. All right. Nope. So for Chris and Zeke, I am Jay, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to a Bored to Death Mando cast. Be sure to check out all the Star Wars content on Disney Plus and give us a like and subscribe. This is the way.